score at the end of two periods here in Durham, New Hampshire is Merrimack 3. UNH 2. Merrimack comes up with three goals that period. UNH adds a late power play goal to pull back within one, and the Warriors lead by one, 3-2 to two at the end of the second period of play. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us here in the second intermission. First of all, Mike, outstanding job last couple of games uh, doing color here, uh, working alongside with John. And uh, uh, kind of curious, you know, being, I guess, doing it from that standpoint. Anything you, you notice differently, uh, you know, while watching the game from that angle? Uh yeah, I, I find myself, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but I find myself paying attention more yeah. just because there's less to do. Like, I make sure that I'm not running a live blog or anything when I'm doing color, so I definitely catch more. I don't miss as much. You know, there, there are times sometimes where you, you just miss a play. I'm, I'm writing a note down or I'm writing something down, and you look up, and it's like, oh, what happened? I missed something. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely find myself, you don't miss anything. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Warriors on the verge here of winning for the first time this year when they gave up the first goal. The first thing I wanted to talk to you about tonight here, let's start to open the discussion I think on this angle, why does it make such a difference whether or not a team scores first? If you look at both these teams, much, much better records if they score first versus if they don't. It doesn't logically make sense that that should be the case, but I'm sure if you were to go and run the, num run the numbers across all of Division One hockey, you're going to find probably 70 to 75% of the time the team that scores first wins the game. Why should it make such a difference? Why is it so difficult for the team that gives up that first goal to get back in the game, you can give it up five minutes into the game, but that's still the case. You give it up five minutes in, it's still 55 minutes to play, you still lose most yeah. of the time. Yeah, I'd be interested in, I mean, I don't know even know if we'll ever find this, right, but what are the numbers for that record when the first goal is scored? So, what's the what's the record when teams win them when they score first, if they score first in the second period as opposed to the first period? Like, when does that first goal come? Because like I said, score five minutes in, yeah. you still got 55 minutes of hockey left. But more often than not, it still ends up that way. It, it does, yeah. You know, I I think part of it might just be that you're, you're dealing with uh, younger players. I mean, college kids are younger players, and maybe they're more susceptible to the the ups and downs uh, of the momentum and the emotion in the game than maybe you'd get at the at some older levels. But uh, yeah, I mean, even in the NHL, though, I mean, you look at the numbers in the NHL, and it's the same thing. I'm not sure if it's as big of a swing if it's you know 75 percent or so. But teams that score first, even in the NHL, win more often than they lose for whatever reason. Thoughts on the game here tonight? It seemed like as the game's gone along, maybe you know the, the shoes on the other foot, as the case may be. UNH is now the team that's played more games in fewer nights, and Merrimack a little bit more rest, as the case may be. It seems like uh, it showed that in the second period, and uh, the three goals that Merrimack got as a result of that were were well earned goals. Yeah, you know I, that would make you think that they should be able to come out and put the game away here in the third, if, if that's the case, you know. And it did. I mean, you look like you had a tired UNH team there in the second period for a number of reasons. They played last night, you didn't. Uh, also, they played on Tuesday. I mean, it's almost the exact re re uh, role reversal from where Merrimack was the last time up there because they had the midweek game coming into there. I think they were in the uh, midst of five games in eight days or something like that. Now UNH is sort of in the same situation. So Right down to that midweek game being against Boston College, a yeah. team that's going to have you racing up and down the ice more than something. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I think if if uh, if fatigue was an issue there for UNH in the second period and shots, I think, were 16-3, to and obviously Merrimack scored, scored their goals here in the second, I, you would think that that would carry over into the third, maybe even to a larger extent. So you have a one-goal lead on the road against a team that looks like they're pretty tired. You should be able to come out and put that game away here in the third. 
Baker. Let's talk about Hampus Gustafson, goal and an assist tonight. I know you chatted with Mark Denny about him the other night on the coach's show, which again, if folks aren't listening, you know, that's the best hour of the week right there, the coach's show. And, uh, you know, you can really see it. I mean, he goes in the corner, for example, after a puck. More often than not, he wins that battle. It's not, I mean, I'm not sure if he is any bigger than he was last year, but, but he certainly plays a lot bigger. Yeah, he's using that size better, I think. And that's one of the things that really stands out to me is how, how well he's used his reach, how well he used his strength. Those are the things that we didn't see as much, I think, his first few years here, uh, for whatever reason. Some guys, it just takes time to, to know how to use that size. He talked about that with Kyle Biggles for a long time defensively. You know, he had to sort of, you have to tell Kyle that he was the biggest, the analogy he used was, you're the biggest kid in the sandbox. If you want the toy, just take it. And, and, and you know, I think, I don't know if it's if it's uh, the same situation here, but definitely he's using that size a lot better. And uh, one of the interesting things that I thought that, um, that Coach Dennehy pointed out on the coach's show was, you know, that's what scouts from the next level are looking for out of him to use that size. I mean, he's six foot four. Use it. And he's used it amazingly well, I would say, in these first 12 games. Johnny Lashing had, had him on the show as well and uh, playing a whale of a game tonight. A lot of things that haven't shown up in the score sheet. I mean, the play that he made on, on I think it was the third goal, if he doesn't make that play, it, it doesn't end up a goal. Great defensive plays as well. And uh, this might be, I mean, I think he's played well generally this year. This might be his best game of the year so far. Yeah, and he's going to do a lot of things that don't show up on the score sheet. I mean, he's really he's really good at clearing guys out of the front of his own net. Uh, I, I thought, you know, going back a couple weeks now, I thought he had a great night against Cornell in that regard, especially when you think about the size of some of those players. I mean, Cornell has how many guys that were 6'5 and, and bigger? <laughs> Quite a few. Uh, and it seemed like when Lashley was on the ice that they didn't have as much of a net for presence. Jonathan Lashley's not the biggest guy in the world, but he he's, might be the strongest guy on the ice anytime he's out there. And uh, that's why I just think he's going to do a lot of good things along the boards, in front of his own net, especially in the defensive zone that... You don't see in a box score, but when you watch, like you said tonight, I mean, he's had a he's had a really nice game tonight. It's just been a, a continuation of what he seems to been doing all year. All right, Wisconsin comes up next week. A couple of non-league games. Another reason I think why it's so important to win this one is you know you go out, step out of the league, and uh, not, not no opportunities to to pick up points in hockey East next weekend, but. Visiting a Wisconsin team next week that's in a bit of a makeover there with new head coach Tony Granado and uh, you know and his staff trying to uh, get Wisconsin back to to where they were. Thoughts on what that series should be like next week? You know, I don't know where they are defensively. I, I saw them on video once earlier this year, and uh, just knowing how you know some of the makeup of some of the guys they have in that roster, they're a team that should be able to score. Uh, I mean, they, they still have plenty of talent, plenty of skill. Uh, I, I think the ice is, is a, a bigger sheet there at the pole center. I could be wrong. I think it's bigger though. I think it's a little bit bigger, not as big as this. Though. Not as big as this, but I think it is slightly wider. So they've got some more room to operate, and uh, it should be a good test, to, to, especially on the road. I mean, anytime on your own, we talk about the the. Difference in record, scoring first and not scoring first, especially at the college level, it seems to seem, seems to be the same home and away. So it should be a good test on the road and uh, against a team that I think is reflective of some of the teams you'll have in your league, especially the more skilled teams like a BU or a BC. Maybe they're not as skilled as those teams, but I think they play similarly. I think it's going to come down to as as is more often than not going to be the case this year. They got to take advantage of their chances. They got to score goals like they did in that second period tonight, like they didn't do in the third period against UMass apparently on on Friday night. But Wisconsin. 
is a team that has played Northern Michigan, you know, Northern Michigan a couple of times this year in uh, uh, two game sets. I think they split both of them. They split the, the set early in the year, then they split at home with them. And, and Northern Michigan is you know still trying to find themselves to a certain extent at three eight and one. Uh, last I checked, so you know those seem like a couple of games that should be you know I, it could be a lot like this. You know, a UNH team that has been able to score goals but has been giving them up too. Yeah, you know, and I think if Merrimack plays the way they played tonight and the way they played against UMass on on Friday, most nights are going to be okay. I mean, really, I, I thought I thought Friday night was just you played well, you ran into a goalie that happened to play really well and, and took two points. From well, the thing is, you can't keep having. I mean, if the other goalie does that every night, then you have to start saying maybe it's me, right? Well, well yeah, exactly, yeah. And it hasn't happened. You know, it hasn't happened tonight. So uh, I, I think if you go back to that Providence game, I thought they played well there too. And Mercyhurst, I mean, even the two losses they've had here in this stretch, they haven't played particularly poorly. It's just been a bad stretch against UNH earlier this year, and then running into a good goal then against UMass the other night. All right, Mike, uh, tell us quickly what's, what you have coming up this week, and will you be doing anything for the Wisconsin game next, games next Friday and Saturday night as well? Uh, I won't be in Wisconsin. I'll be covering the first one probably from a plane. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be on, I'll be on a flight during that Friday night game. But yeah, we'll have coverage over the course of the weekend uh, in some way, shape, or form. And then Tuesday night, coaches show, right? What else is coming up this week? Uh, that's all I have so far. Okay. All right. So coaches show, folks, tune into that on WMCK and also at the themacreport.com. Uh, Mike's also covering the game for the Eagle Tribune tonight and call it talking news as well. Thanks a lot, Mike, as always. Thank you. All right, that's Mike McMahon. We'll be back with more right after this. The score at the end of the second period of play, it is Merrimack 3 and UNH is 2. Yeah, excuse me. Merrimack 3, UNH 2 right here in WMCK. We're back with more after this. This is Warrior Hawk.